3: We are, of our we are the let's from the children And go, Mr Small,
0: And welcome to Monday Night's Tilton Talk, Talk Show. All the way through this horrible crisis that we're going through at the moment, we're going to be with you every single Monday night, 7.30 till... 8:30, just a shorter show as normal. Um, wow, well, thank you ever so much to Board Sports, our principal sponsors and the SAS Autos, and of course our friends at Board. This is live every single Monday, Facebook, Twitter, and you can also get it on YouTube as well. And nice to have with us tonight Paul Hipgis. Good evening, all. Mrs. Brown. Good evening. <laughs> good evening from myself, and of course, the legend that is the one and only Michael Johnson.
1: That's
0: it for tonight, ladies and gents. <laughs> good night. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, what kind of a week you had, Johnny? It's
1: been a good weekend, actually. I had a barbecue in minus conditions yesterday. Um, but no, it's been a fantastic weekend. Obviously, again, as you said, difficult times, but trying to get some positivity out of it. But it's been great.
0: That's why we keep on doing this on the Monday. We, we thought about like, oh, should we just stop and, and, and wait until the season starts again, or what? But now nah, we've got to keep in touch with the people. Uh, it's something um, that matter, to be perfectly honest with you. Mm.
1: No, it's great what you do. It really is because it's 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 really informative, but it's great for the fans still to be connected to the club. Um,
0: Absolutely.
1: And I'm sure the club will be doing certain things, but can't be as good as the show, surely?
0: No. Nah. <laughs> well, well, unique, mate. Unique. Uh, right. So- and the ladies and gents, girls and boys, if you thought some prayers could be with one of our fellow Blue Noses, Tony Steele. Oh, Tony, yeah, Tony Steele, aka Spook. He's in hospital really, really poorly at the moment, so uh, if there's anything you can uh, do, think or say, then please do so, because uh, he's one of our own. Keep right on, Spook. Come on, pull through, mate, pull through. Uh, now, this was a bit of a long shot a couple of weeks ago. However, I cannot, and I've searched everywhere, for whoever sent me this message, but I'm going to read it out in the hope that somebody knows these two people, and also the fact that the, the person that sent it me, because I know that they were watching the show, uh, is watching tonight, or we'll catch up with it on, on uh, one of the forums a little bit later. This is a bit of a long shot. But, um,
3: <clears throat> Go on, man.
0: Two friends sit on uh, a restaurant, talk, Block 1, Road 22, named Karen and Martin. They have a great time chatting. Uh, but they unfortunately didn't exchange numbers or Facebook uh, identities on one thing or another. They live in the Kitts Green area. Martin works snatch So if anybody does know them, please ask them to get in touch with the show. And whoever sent me that message, I'm awfully sorry that I, I didn't write your name down. Um... Uh, and I have searched it in, in all of my messages and texts and whatnot, I, I can't find it anywhere. So uh, give me another nod tonight, if you would.
3: OK, your, You're, o- you, your audio went a bit funny then, uh, Nick, but I think, I think we got the gist of it.
0: Okie dokey, mate. Well, it's uh, it's Karen and Martin, Block 1, road 22, Tilton Road. Martin worked at Snatch Pack and they both live in the Kitts Green area. If anybody knows of them, please get them, to get in touch with the show. And I'm sure that person will get in touch with me and we'll uh, get them reunited. Get them reunited. Why not? Why not? Great Fantastic. little things that we can do, innit? It's nice. It's not. Nice. Right, yeah. right. So- Jono, first question. My sister, Pat. My sister, Pat, Ooh. she, she drools over you, mate, honestly. <laughs> what pro- a
1: sensible <laughs> lady, by the way. Hey. Now,
0: I don't know whether you remember this. <laughs> okay. I spoke to you in the top after the Worthings Cup final and gave you my phone, and I took your photo. Still got. Of talking to my sister on a phone, and she was like, "No, this can't be Michael Johnson. This it was, it was definitely, one hundred
1: percent." Well, first of all, I'm going to ask which pub that was in because <laughs> there was a pub. No, crawl. it was the back of
0: the cop. The back of the cop. When, when yeah, you all came and congregated in the cop. Ah, I remember now. After after the work in the cup final on the Monday morning, and uh, she yes. kind of said hello and that to everybody one thing. Another, and I, I drove over, and uh, yeah, you spoke to her there.
1: I've never met her though, have I? In, oh, in
0: yeah, boy, I tell you what, would you want to? <laughs> yeah, of course. There we go. Like I'll, get I'll get it
1: sorted.
0: I'll <laughs> get Pat. it sorted. A name's well, Pat. Get it
1: sorted.
0: name's Pat. Just send watching... her a message, a personal message from Michael Johnson. Here we go.
1: Pat, if you are watching, oh, just massive thanks for support all over those years. It was great times at Birmingham. So I really, really do value your support and keep safe. And hopefully we'll see you once this lockdown is over.
0: God I'll get you. that arranged. I promise you. The Paul, sure De-
4: Paul Devry's just said, I bet John O was bu- w- w- sorry. I bet John I wasn't
1: buying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's probably right. Hey, mad tired I'm yet to meet him. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's why he's saying it because he never buys. I'm telling you, have <laughs> <laughs> you ever been out with Dev for a drink? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, did he buy you a drink? Be honest. Um, I can't remember
4: to be honest. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He did to be fair. He
1: did. It must have been it must have been Christmas. <laughs> 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 great lad though, great guy.
0: Yeah. He is yeah, Deb's a friend of the ship, been on a fair few, few times and always says hello when I see him blues as well, so it's a nice chap, yeah. No, um, we've known each other. We go work back. Out with him, haven't you?
1: Yeah, we go back early nineties. And we yeah. both stop Knotts County underneath a, a young Neil Warnock. Um, <laughs> so there's so much Years of friendship and of laughter. And obviously, good and bad results. And we're still close friends right now. We know each other's family really well. And we still speak really often. So, um, really, really good. lad. Like, one of my best friends.
2: Nice I love fun. your
4: home video, Jono. Jono, before the playoff final in Cardiff against Norwich, you're, uh, they've recently put it on YouTube, the club. It's your home video that you filmed. Do you remember?
1: No, I've got a problem with that. <laughs> go on. I'm going to ask you. So, that's my video, right? Which I filmed... Yeah. yeah. the club, the club are parading it. What's going on here? It's, it's, <laughs> with, back in those days, there was no um. It, what's the rights called? There's no, no copyright. Image rights, but, copyright. Yeah. Cop- yeah. Copyright or whatever it is. But now yeah. it's great that the fans are are getting an insight into it because it was a a fantastic time. That one that will not only live with the players but also the fans, and that's a great behind the scenes and looking at people's character, like Beno, who's you know still is an hilarious man.
4: Well, that was actually one of our fans' questions.
1: Robinson was asking, what, what was Ian Bennett really like? Oh, first of all, as a, as, a, as a player, he was a fantastic goalkeeper. Wasn't the biggest, but great no. shots. Um, but when you're talking about characters in your team and, and you need somebody who, through difficult times, can get the change rooms going, that can break the ice, that can get laughter, Beno was second to none. His he, yeah. wittiness... And his sharp jokes were just fantastic. That coupled with his accent as well, because he came from a place called what's up, yeah, as we as we would call it, Worksop, But he's pronounced it Wassup. And he, <laughs> he, was from that, he was from that Kez part of the world. You know the film Kez? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was his favourite film. <laughs> so he was a brilliant, brilliant lad. Brilliant. And Adam Wilkes is asking, do you still do you still own the hat that you celebrated in after the actual final whistle? Yes. And, and I'm going to do something special at the end of the show. So please do remind me with that hat. But yes, I still own that hat. It's, and cool. it's, it's great because even when I go back to Birmingham now, when I go back, even if I'm walking across City Centre or I'm back at the club, some of the youngsters will refer to their parents, if their uh, or grandparents, if they're Burnham City supporters. Wow, that's the that's the man with that hat, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> they don't even remember me as the player, but a lot of them to do with the hat. Yeah, yeah. It's an iconic, it's an
0: iconic photograph movie. though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's a totally iconic photograph.
1: Yeah, it's an iconic moment. I think the one that I'm I'm making a fool of myself dancing around on the on the yes. millenniums.
3: we've already um, we've been. Always-
1: Yeah, it always sticks
4: in my mind as well, John. how close you came to getting us promoted and not even having to go to penalties
1: when you hit the post. Yeah, I watched watched it again um, this week. My 15-year-old is never watched, couldn't remember it, so we watched it. And actually, that moment there still made my heart, you know, I still grab my heart and say, it's it's in. Yeah. And then, obviously, it hits the post. And, you know, an inch outside, it would have gone in off the post. But, you know, the main thing was we got over the line. Yeah, yeah, it was,
4: we certainly it, was, um, it was a painful experience from the stands. I've got to say, obviously, you know, the nerves. It was
1: probably my most nerve-wracking 120 minutes yeah. of my life. Oh, it was, As a player, it was, the, it was nice to play in, but it was one of those games that every time they came near your box, your yeah. heart shuddered because you just knew it was the hopes and dreams of yeah. the club. It was the first time for, mm. for so many years that the club had an opportunity to go back into top flight, yeah, and we all knew the importance of what it meant financially to the club, what it meant to the fans, and also what it meant for us as players. And yeah. you don't remember? Oh, you guys remember the amount of times we failed, we underneath. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, I remember Preston, yeah. I remember Watford, I yeah. remember Barnsley. Remember yeah. the game of Barnsley where we three nil down <laughs> at half time? Yeah, i do. Yeah, he will. So you just kind of think it's never going to happen. So for us to get over the line. Was, was an amazing thing.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, in the end, persistence paid off, didn't it? Every year, we were there or thereabouts. And in the end, you know, we got over the line, as you say, and deservedly so. But,
1: uh, you know what? Sometimes it goes, we don't realise how good that team under Trevor was to constantly do that.
4: Yeah, it's not uh, easy.
1: It's not easy. No. You go to any team now, and yeah. to be consistently in the playoffs is some achievement. Yeah. We just didn't have that Little bit of look, maybe what's needed to get over the line. Um, yeah. But, you know, I look back on that team now and I think, wow. Yeah. Uh, to do that consistently, I think it was out of four or five seasons, we were in the playoffs four times.
4: Yeah, that's right. And and I think you might not know, and anyone else that played that day, and and our viewers as well, and all our fans. I bumped into. I was in Ipswich with work a few months ago, and I bumped into Dan needy um,
2: yeah.
4: former Norwich player. Yeah, um, no. He told, he told me that when you and Robert scored, he ran off thinking that that was it. He, he got, he thought it was a golden goal. And, <laughs> and if, you watch, if, if you watch it back, you'll see that Nigel, Nigel Worthington is telling his players to actually get back in their own half and, and focus. You're on are Because all the celebrations were as though they've won it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I remember this. I remember them celebrating like I didn't know at the time. Actually, it's weird he said that because I remember them celebrating like you know that's it. Yeah, uh, And of course, it, it wasn't it. There was more time um, yeah. and we did get the equaliser, we did go on to win, but I just remember it, uh, in, in, um, in that extra time, with the kind of characters we had, there was only going to be one winner in it. Absolutely. We had the experience, but we also had that determination that we are now here, given the times that we failed, we can't go back to Birmingham again empty-handed. No.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taking you back, uh, Jono, to the Worthington Cup final, what was that wall of noise like when you came out? What? I mean, I've watched that... it over and over and over on YouTube, and I, I can't ever remember hearing a noise like that, you know, apart from perhaps that like Ipswich, iconic Ipswich game that we yeah. had at St Andrews. But the, the the two anthems, though, keep right on to the end of the road and you'll never walk alone. Ooh, goosebumps. I, goosebumps. We won, oh, by the way, it, won that it, one. That,
1: that, it was probably one of the games that I'll always cherish. I look back at that Worrington Cup final and, I, as you said, just remember the noise. I remember walking out to a full-capacity stadium. You know, this game's being beamed like around the world and I've got family around the world who were watching it. And to just stand there and listen to both, obviously, you know, the, the big songs for both clubs, keep right Goosebumps. on. And, and Goosebumps on that. It, it's, Yeah. Even, even, on, like, it, on. even now, it's still... Resonates with you that it was an amazing achievement for us, a yeah. championship club, to get to the Worthington Cup final. And guess what? We should have won it.
4: Yeah, yeah. Have won it. yeah. Robbed. <laughs> Robbed. Yeah, I, I, thought you, I,
0: thought, well, I thought you. I thought you well, got it for us. I, I remember most of it is when I bought my ticket and my ticket arrived. I just mm. had it on the on the desk in front of me, and I just kept like staring at it. You know what I mean? For ages and ages. And, well, not ages. It was days. It was there every single day. <laughs> I kept picking it up. It was wasn't it really was great. One. Really enough. got like,
1: the whole build-up and to see the excitement of the city and to see the Blues fans making their way to the stadium—it was fantastic. We just, you know, we just came up short with penalties. God bless AJ, and I still, I still see the shot now of AJ and Trevor Francis sucking on the halfway line.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it
1: was
4: unfortunate. You can't blame him for it. Mm.
1: Sorry, you can't blame him for it though. No, I mean, for someone so young to to step up and and take the penalty, you know, he's. Credit to him, you know, it's one of those things, isn't it? You just realise it's the flick of the coin. Yeah, you know, I went to the penalties down the lines, as, as we all know, with the Watford scenario, and then the Preston one as well. You know, and then that one, it was just kind of like, I don't want to see any more play, um, penalties to decide games because I've never mm. really done well with them. No, <laughs> no. A few other questions from our viewers, John O.
4: Uh, Big Sings asking, who was the quickest player at Blues during your time there?
1: Um, I think there was only one I remember was Louis Donoghue. Yeah. Oh, no it was. Louis, Louis was rapid. It was unbelievable, he, wasn't it? It, it? was unbelievable. I always remember because when I came, I remember Gary Paul saying, Louis, you ain't the quickest anymore. And yeah. Louis said, I'll have a race with him. Now I was quick.
4: Yeah, and I know.
1: the one person that probably would give me a run for my money at Blues was Louis Donoghue. So I yeah. have to say, Probably Louis Donner at the time, and AJ wasn't slow, by the way.
4: Yeah. So, did you have a race with Louis Donner?
1: Yeah. Who won then? I can't even believe you're asking me. (laughs) (laughs) Come on then. Who won? Come on.
4: Come on. One for the record. One for the record. This,
1: by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Now I won. won. I won. I won.
4: Fair play. Fix.
1: Hey, when you when you get Louis on, Louis will probably say he won. (laughs) Yeah. No, um, Dev, um,
3: Devlin will say that he won.
1: Oh, hey, <laughs> Dev, Dev doesn't, even, doesn't even get a place on the track. Nah, nah. You fell out at the quarterfinal <laughs> stage.
4: With
1: by the way. What,
4: St, sorry, Oh, Stephen Gill's asking, what was John McCarthy like and how did he cope with the leg breaks? Because obviously he had uh, a, a
1: fortunate run, didn't he, with that? Yeah, yeah. God, God, yeah. John was a great guy as well. He had a, such a dry sense of humour. Um and he was very similar. I mean, we had... I, 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 I failed to um, look at my career and think about two better crosses of the ball than John McCarthy and Stan Lazaridis. Um, oh. John McCarthy... I mean, that was one of the reasons why we did so well because we had ammunition both sides. Yeah. Um, and John McCarthy, he could cross the ball from anywhere. I always remember when I used to play against Port Vale Mm. And John McCarthy always used to give the team that I played for problems because his delivery. Mm. So to have John McCarthy and Stan Lazaridis was a nightmare for opponents, but great for us. Because you just Mm. didn't know where we're coming from. But unfortunately, he suffered a couple of leg breaks and he was never quite the same.
4: No, that's right.
1: He lost lost a yard of pace. And then he lost a yard yard of courage of going into challenges because he always worried about his leg. But what a great guy, by the way.
4: Yeah. Benjamin Jackson has been <clears throat> such a great servant to the club. Um, I've already mentioned it, but he's also gone on to ask, does a part of you wish your header against Norwich in extra time it had gone in and been the winning goal?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know really. I've never really thought about it until you, you know, we brought it up. Obviously, you'd always want to score. Yeah. And, um, and to be fair, I think the plaudits were great for Darren Carter because I think it's really helped his career and for a young lad, I think it was 16 years, was it 17 years old at the time? 18,
0: yeah, 18, I think he was. Sorry? 18. Yeah, he was 18.
1: Later. years old. To go back to Birmingham, Birmingham City fan, go back to your family. Go on, fill your boots, Daz. So yeah. I'm, I'm really <laughs> pleased that Darren Carter got it because it really cemented him. And he's a proper blue nose, by the way.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two he, keepers paid, he came in a few years ago. He, uh, I, I did get to manage to touch his foot as well. Did
1: you? Yeah. He had
0: a one. a great player. Still playing now, by the
4: way. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, a certain Panos Pavlakis, Jono, is asking, did he manage to find his mobile device at the end after the caddis goal at Bolton and all the craziness He yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, please send my greetings to Jono. a great guy who always gave me very good
1: advices for the best interests of the club. Oh, thanks for that. It was um, that's really kind of him to say that. Panos was a really good guy. He Came over in amongst difficult times. We all know mm. it was difficult times, and I was I, I held an ambassadorial role at the time. Yeah. So we always talked probably late into nights about football players, um, and we tried to navigate what was a really difficult time. Um, but the incident, what he spoke about, obviously when the carry goal went in. Obviously, that it doesn't even need you know hype not to say. Obviously, the importance of that goal and to be at Bolton on the day, and we all thought, you know what, that's it, yeah, that's it. You know, we're looking and you know, honestly, I think if Blues would have gone got relegated, I'm not so sure we'd be sitting there as a championship club.
0: No, Mm. not at all. No, my dad, my on that day, um, I, I said to all my kids, I said, don't. Disturbed me, I didn't get a ticket for the game, so I didn't go, don't disturb me, don't talk to me, my phone's off, the tees were off, the radios were off, everything was off, and I would not listen to that game because I was so, so scared of, of, of Bolton beating us or or, or us not. Oh, and um, and then I turned my phone on and my son literally rang me, Luke, he lives down in, in Dorset, and he rang me, he says, have you heard the score, Dad? And I said, no, he said, 1-1. One, one. No, yeah. was it 1-1? One, one? Yeah. 2-0. It was 2-0. Two, two yeah. And it was 2-1. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. then he went through that last-minute scenario. And uh, and I was like, oh, do you know what I did? I <laughs> Go cried on. Like I did. <laughs> cried <laughs> like a baby. I like I did, mate. Too right. Yeah. <laughs> it was
1: amazing. It literally was. And so up in the executive <laughs> box where I was with Panas and obviously the Wisemans, and it, it was just, it just cut loose. Because obviously Mm. that was it. That was a defining moment, and it Mm. was great to obviously see the club secure, first of all, their status as a championship club, and it was great for the fans because there was a lot of anxiety, a lot of worry during that season. And I have to say, in amongst it, Panos did a good job um, because Mm. it was very, very difficult. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
3: Can I can I just come in on, on this one as, as as a message here from somebody called Jerry Gill. He says, Jimmy. Yes, yes, Jerry. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Uh, Johnsky in the Jerry. house. He JG says, uh, evening chaps, now that's a blues legend and top, top bloke right there. Also, you've paid this one off, John you know? Great to <laughs> listen in. Loved working alongside this man day in, day out. I hope he's in your top 11. Oh, my God. Oh, Gilly. oh,
2: Gilly, Gilly, Gilly Gilly oh dear, dear. Oh, yes. He
1: was legendary, by the way. And i tell you why. Gilly came from a, a, a humble background and he really worked hard. And he worked hard to sustain, first of all, um, the opportunity that Birmingham gave him. And then he came in, something happened. I think it was to Nicky Eden. And Gilly then all of a sudden just grew into his own confidence and started to play a brand of football that Nicky was really um, struggling to get back in. Um, Such was the form of Gilly. So Gilly worked hard. He he never had anything easy. He worked the hard way to get what he got. Hmm. And and there was a real moment that I really feel sorry for Gilly. And it it could have happened to any of us. I always remember the, the final... And uh, mm. unfortunately, he was admitted from the squad. Um, and Nicky came back in um, to play the game. But Gilly, and, and he's got a great uh, managerial career at the minute as well. Gilly's mm. doing really, really well in man- manager, uh, managing, um, I think it's Gloucester, he's Bath, isn't it? Bath, Bath, Bath. Bath, yeah. Bath. Bath is that? So he's oh. doing really well, but a top, top professional and a really good guy. Works nice. really
0: hard. Yeah. He, was in, he was in with us a couple of weeks ago and... Um, once all this COVID nineteen uh, thing is over, we're going to get a bus full of Birmingham City supporters and go down and see him at Bath for yeah. a game. It's
1: yeah. going to be a really off. good idea, there. Yeah.
3: Um, Jason top, Hughes good, wants to know uh, what moisturisers does John a use. He looks exact. <laughs> it looks exactly the same as he did twenty years ago. Woo! <laughs> <Look at> that. <laughs> that
1: was from Jason Hughes. That's another tell one you got going all, to play off. Tell him I drink loads of water. I drink loads and loads of water. Um, Still use a bit of cocoa butter now, and it's blessing. It's the blessings from God as well, what's raining down on me. So I'm all good.
0: Yeah, good, mate. Good stuff. Whereas Chris Brown uses Nivea, and you can tell.
3: (laughs) Uh, Yes, I know. (laughs) Uh, Ray says um, they should show a rerun of the night at Spurs in the Worthington Cup. What a night that was! Wow.
1: Wow. What a night that was, by the way. Deely had mm-hmm. the bowler. Oh, my word. I remember Deely. I was going to say something about it. I better rephrase that. I remember Deely giving a young Sol Campbell kittens. Yeah. He absolutely took him to the cleaners. Two powerhouses, white art lane. We were not fancied to go there and do anything. But I remember Deely literally destroying it. And, and I don't think I've ever seen Deely have a better game than that game against Spurs. Yeah, it, he it was phenomenal. He turned him easily, he ran him down the sides, he took him on 1v1, he beat him, he just beat him up.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that second goal he got, that one from
1: distance. Do you remember oh. it? Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, it was a great strike, a great night. And I think I don't think it was just Dealy, I remember um was it Birch played as well, Mark Birch. Mark Birch. yeah. He'll know. Yeah, he was another fawn in the backsides. Um and obviously, we did, we did well again because I'm sure it was Les Ferdinand played up top as well. Yeah. Um, so it was, tough. it was a tough fixture. Um, yeah. But we did really won. Well. And that was obviously on the way to the, um, the final, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. The season we got to the final. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And who's your toughest ever opponent, John? Who's the hardest player you've ever played <clears> against? Do you know what? I'm going to give props to another former blues player here. It, yeah. It, it depends. It depends. There's tough as, as in, like, you mean aggressive. Or I'll be- or say best then, best ever, best ever opponent. Okay, the best ever opponent, without a shadow of a doubt, was Terry Henry. Do you remember the game we got beat four 0 at um, St Andrews? I do, yeah, yeah. It was, I think his name was it Ferdinand Coley, the right one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Yeah. Oh. Was totally, yeah. Please no. <laughs> 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 he, he got he got subbed at half-time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember it. He, I do. He, he, God bless him, he came and, and it was his debut and it, it was against... They were the Invincibles that year. Yeah. And uh, honestly, it could have been five or six. They yeah. were absolutely amazing. And Thierry Henry was unplayable. I'll never forget yeah. it. No, no, I remember it well. I think we had a power cut and the floodlights went out and I didn't want to yeah, come back on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I didn't want to come back you, on. <laughs> you beat me to the punchline. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a day where you... We didn't know whether to stick or twist. No, they were—they were—they were that good. Yeah, but do you know what though? After that game, that team then probably learnt a lot, and that's where we—what we went on to do so well as we did after. Yeah, a, a, we kicked. Yeah, we kicked on it. We had some good results towards the end of the year. Yeah, um, and obviously that was the the main reason we we managed to stay up. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
4: Yeah, and Davy Jones is asking: Did you ever have another mad scoring spree? Do you remember your mad scoring spree, at Blues,
1: in the sort of late nineties? Yeah. 90- Do you know what that was, right? Because everybody (laughs) always said to me, like, you know, why didn't you go? Why didn't you? I was never allowed to have before. (laughs) Because I was, as you said, you know, I was quite quick. Yeah. So whenever we had set plays, all my managers would always say, Jono, you stay at the back. You be the one to make sure if they have a quick break, they've got to get past you. Yeah. And it just so happened that this particular game, I think it was Sheffield United, it was going into the latter part of the game. And Trevor went, just go, go. And I went up and lo and behold, there it goes in the back of the net. And as you said, it just started off a, score, um, a, a scoring spree for me.
4: Yeah, yeah. You get a late winner against the Baggies as well. And I remember the late your... winner
1: against Baggies, which was great. There was one against Crew, And there's one that I've always tried to find. And I don't know if anybody's listening can find it. On the way to the Wilmington Cup game, we played South End away. Do you remember it? Right, okay. And in, the, in, the, in, the,
4: in the league. Sorry? In the league. Okay. Worthington Cup. Oh, oh, in
1: the I'm oh, Sorry, right in the in, on the copper on you, mate. Yeah. Right. And I've the gold, and I've always tried to trace that actually that actual footage. So if anybody's got it, send it into the Tilted Talk Show, so they'll be able to send it on to me. That'd
0: be good. There you go, people. <laughs> uh, don't be too surprised if it doesn't appear shortly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, I've, I've searched high and low to find it. So if somebody's got that, well played. Oh, somebody. Yeah. Will have it. somebody will have it.
4: And who was your football idol growing up, Jono?
1: Oh, well, I was a secret Liverpool fan. OK. So I had the likes of Kenny Dodd, Leash, John Barnes, um, Alan Anson. You might as well say I was I was a glory glory hunter at the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm not born and bred, so I used to go and watch the Nottingham Forest games. Yeah. Um, but without a shadow of a doubt, that team there in the early, late 70s, early 80s, they yeah. dominated. Everything. So I've always stuck to, to Liverpool. Yeah. Fair <clears> play. <throat> Where did you grow up, Johnny? Nottingham. So I'm Nottingham born oh. and bred. So yeah. Not too far from from Birmingham. So I I, I never moved to Birmingham. I just travelled down the M42 with myself and and Ian Bennett. Uh, we travelled down for nine years. And the nice. leg us as well horse. So we used to do that. We used to meet at the Hilton National on Junction 25. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Junction 24. A bit posh for us. Hey, we didn't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> just the cars in the car park. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, um, dear. Can I just uh, J- Jerry Gill wants you to
3: do his, um, wants you to do your, your um, John Barnes impression?
1: I used to have this, oh, I can't do it, but I used to have this um, strut and I used to have my shoulders pumped up and I used to walk like bon- Johnny Barnes. He oh, yeah. knows. I used to do a strut like John Barnes, and I used to have the Des Walker run down to the teeth. I can't <laughs> do it. I can't do it on here because obviously you can't see the full image. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. I yeah. know exactly what he's talking Poor about.
4: Poor excuse, but
3: there we go.
1: Is, that, is that, the, <laughs> that the robot? Is that a bit like the robot you did as well, Jono, when the fans were singing your name at the Blues? Yeah, I used to, yeah. By the cold. way, it was. I remember it well. I I had a really a good affinity with the fans. I think. And I, and I say this to a lot of the young... When I was down there at uh, Blues, I was working in the academy when I finished. Yeah. The part of my role as ambassador was actually, you know, dovetailing that with working into the academy. So the times that you had Nathan Redmond coming through and um, uh, a young Demari Grace, a lot, a lot of the young players, you know, coming through. And even Jude at the time was a, was a youngster. But I always used to say to the young players about the fans that if you really put in a shift and you really work hard, they'll forgive you you for the ball going underneath your foot.
4: True.
1: Yeah. They'll forgive you for the off day that you might have. But one thing they will never forgive is the lack of work ethic.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And
1: and if you give that, because that's what I gave, then you can predominantly have a really good relationship with the fans. And that's why I think, you know, even to this day, it's really humbling when I go back to Birmingham City, because they've just seen them. Yeah, they just did what you wanted, which was an honest team who actually run through brick walls and tried to do the best that they could do, could could give.
4: Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And
1: I think going back yeah. to your question, that's why fans, when you you know that you go on the pitch and they chanted your name because they knew what they were going to get.
4: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, definitely fan favourite. You know, the yeah. the whole team wasn't it? The majority of the time you was there. You know, the whole team was just every single player. You know. Was
1: just I, think, I think we was having a chat, wasn't we, just before we came on here and we spoke about, oh, or was it while we were on here, that the, the teams that got to the playoffs were, were so good to constantly get to the playoffs. Yeah. But the reason we got to the playoffs so consistently wasn't because we had, you know, the big names. It no. was because the character of that team. My word, if I was to go through that character, I'm talking a team full of men, like yeah. proper, you're going to war, you're going to battle with, you can... Yeah. You just knew what you were going to get. Yeah. Anybody who came to St Andrews at that period in time knew that if you were going to beat us, you're going to come out. You're going to leave with a few scratches and bruises. Yeah. You're not definitely. just going to. You're not just going to come inside St Andrews, take three points, and walk out and be whistling away on your on, on the coach back home. You're going nah. to be <clears throat> go walking out.
0: Yeah, and, absolutely. And that's
1: what that team gave.
0: Yeah, Brilliant. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Michael, you played under three different managers: uh, Barry Fry, Steve Bruce, and of course Trevor Francis. Uh, what was what was the Barry Fry era like? Because for us as fans, <laughs> it was just brilliant.
1: <laughs> ah, dear Baza, oh, I him. Barry, you know Barry, what? Barry,
0: we could lose a game and still go home smiling back there.
1: Ah, uh, Barry was just a character. He was just, he, he, you know what? He was he was so authentic. I loved him because he was just him. Um, you know, he used to say off the off the cut comments. Um, I remember when I signed for Blues, we had nearly 52 players. There was, there, was, <laughs> there was four teams. And even in the fourth team, you had subs that weren't even getting involved in any of the four teams. That's how many players right. we had. Um, and, it, it, you know, he, he was a great character. Um, I always remember there was one game with Tatey. With Tatey he thought Tatey jumped out of a tackle and he, and he didn't. And he runs down the sideline and bearing in mind the game's going on and he's m- mimicking a chicken <laughs> all the way down the side with his arms and saying to Tatey, look at you, look at you. And he's making chicken noises while the game's going on. And he's running from the halfway line to the corner for life. I always remember the goals when we scored the goals. And he'd, yeah. he'd be just doing his aeroplane run. Yeah. And he was just a, a, a really a top, top man who had... You know, he really wanted the club to do well. And, you know, I still speak with him now. I've got a lot of time for him. Yeah. And then we go, obviously, to Trevor, who's a club legend. Um, complete different side of the spectrum to Barry.
0: <laughs> Couldn't get chalk you know, and cheese any, any different, could you?
1: Chalk and cheese, you know, well-dressed, well-mannered, humble background. You know, one of the greats of the club, first million-pound player. And, obviously, the pressure was him to deliver, not only as a player, which he did for Birmingham, but could he do it as a manager? And we all wanted it for him so badly. And obviously, we just couldn't get over the line. Um, and then you go to Steve Bruce, who, who's, you know, Manchester United legend, played in all the, you know, the, the biggest games on, you know, European Cup finals, you know, numerous championships. And somehow he managed to get the players over the line, really motivated, good man-manager. You know Steve yeah. had, Steve had a way of treating us the way that we wanted to be treated. there was no there was no hidden agendas. He was just what it says what he's, what he says is on the team. It was just this is the way I want it. go and get it done. and if you do it by me we'll be, we'll be fine.
0: Well, he learned his trade off Alex Ferguson, of course, though didn't he
1: and that's what he brought mm-hmm. he brought a lot of Alex Ferguson's traits to us, a lot of style of play of Alex Ferguson. A lot of is way he wanted to run things, the culture of Alex Ferguson, he brought it to the club. And it was no surprise, and it's not a detriment to, to Trevor, but it was no surprise with the group of players that Trevor had that Steve managed to really galvanise that group and get mm. the best out of them. And then, obviously, subsequently, we managed to get up against Norwich.
0: Mm.
4: And when you're on that field, John, how much of an impact do the fans have
1: on you? You know, obviously, oh. when, when you're on that field. It's huge, I think, particularly in the dying, dying stage of the game, uh, when mm. you're, you know, you're on your knees and you're looking for that extra, that extra pull, and yeah. the, the the fans play the part because they pull you over that line. It's yeah. like you're going on a run or you're going, you know, you're, you're on a run and you come around that 200 meter bend, and the, your coach is there saying, "Come on, you know, you've got it in you. That last yeah. weight when you've done nine and that tenth one, you think, oh, I ain't got it.'" And then all of a sudden, you know, somebody's there going, "Yes, you've got. It. I'm with you," and they're just touching that, you know, the yeah. the, 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 the weights as you're pushing up. Yeah, and that's what fans give. Particularly, say to Andrews, where you, you, it's such a hostile environment mm-hmm. that once the fans are with you, you know, it's for any team going there. And I've been there yeah. on the opposing team. It's not a nice place to go to if you if you're not got a strong heart.
0: <laughs> well, Sir Alex Ferguson himself written in his book. It was the place that he dreaded to go to most. Out of all the places he'd been to, Galatasaray, you name it, he did not like to come to St Andrews.
1: Oh, I, I've seen it in numerous, <clears throat> play, numerous plays in the tunnel area where all of a sudden that the chirpy players became unchirpy when they were in that tunnel area. Mm. They could feel the nerves, the, the unsettledness, and all it takes is you know the first thing, the first... Touch of the ball, it goes off the, the the foot, it goes out of play or under the foot and they just can't get it back because they're nervous about the environment, yeah. the surroundings. So the ho- more hostile a ground is, the better. And there was no other, and I think you mentioned it, Chris, there was no other better environment than the Ipswich game for St Andrews. Mm. No. no. I- here, mm. the, fans, the fans won the game. Mm. Yeah. There was but some nice nightly- was- Oh, it was unbelievable.
0: Mm.
1: Unbelievable. I think I was there for that. Yeah, I played that night, and I think I was there for the West Ham game as well. Okay, right. yeah, the league yeah, yeah.
0: Mm. That was a good atmosphere.
1: Great atmosphere. atmosphere. Great
0: atmospheres. Yeah. Oh, I think it could be like that every week. I oh, know.
1: We want that we hold, back. Right? We want that back.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: That's that's exactly. It. You get that back. Reward your oyster.
0: Yeah. Mm. It, it was even worse than that in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh God, yeah.
4: I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> John, who's the best player you've ever played with in your career? Yeah,
1: it's it, great because I always say Christophe Dugery, yeah, and uh, I, I, it, it was split because uh, my mate Dev's always got this thing about Christophe, it makes me laugh. So Christophe came and obviously, great player, <clears> French <throat> World Cup winner, um. You know he's not going to be the most aggressive of players, or wants to run and give you that. But what he is is, you give him the ball, the man's got ability without a oh. shadow of doubt. Yeah. So he, and he comes to our team, and this is one particular game, um, Steve Steve Bruce, I think it might have been Blackburn away. So hmm. Deb tells the story brilliantly. He said, you know, with Blackburn away, we're up against the Kosh, and 60 minutes in, can't see Christoph Dugri. Anyway, ball goes down the line. Poor Jeff Worsfold, is He's running left. He's running right. Anyway, about 59 minutes in, Jeff goes to, to trap a ball, and it goes under his foot. And Steve Bruce jumps out of his technical area. Come on, that's what I'm saying about him. Look at him. could not trap a bag of men. Come on, get over it a bit. <laughs> anyway, Christoph Dugri. The first time we see him in the 64th, 65th minute, pulls down the ball. Has a shot. Go. Steve Bruce turns around and goes, bearing in mind, Jeff has done all the spade work, took all the battering. Dugary, first time we see him, goal. Steve Bruce turns around to the boys on the dugout and goes, the man's a genius. <laughs> 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 so no reference to Jeff and the, all the battering that Jeff Orsford's taken. He's taken all the hits, ran yeah. down the tunnel, wore the centre-backs out. Kristoff, 64th minute, one touch, back in the net. Boy, yeah. genius. They actually struck up a good partnership, didn't they, for a while? Yeah, there were because Jeff yep. all is running. That's why. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, he he was he was that. I mean, we 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 had um, instructions to get the ball to Christoph. Mm. In fact, and and this is so true. We actually worked how to play with ten because yeah. we knew that Christoph he ain't going to track back. He's yeah. going to walk back in, so we need to now defend with ten to get yeah. the best out of Christoph. If we had any. Um, hope of staying up, we needed to keep Christoph inside. But here's the thing: here. such was the character of that team that we put up with it because many yeah. teams would put up with it, yeah. Yeah, but we had a real empathy, a real teamwork that we said, Okay, as long as he delivers, which he did, yeah, then we'll, we'll work hard with 10 behind the ball,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Must have been yeah. interesting dressing room with him, though. A world cup winner at St Andrews, incredible, isn't it?
1: Oh. Unbelievable! You should have seen the way the man walked in. I mean, you remember he had the flowing locks.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: He had the shirt open. <laughs> he had the the casual you know shoes on like holiday shoes. He had the car. He used to go out with a glass of wine. He he, he had it all. Classic. The locks. Yeah. And then he had the World Cup to it. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Here's another mm-hmm. funny story. I, I I've, I've got I'm a few. So these. the first day signs. Steve Bruce used to always do these free boxes. And I bet Gilly will remember as well. He always used to do these boxes where he had um, Premier League box. So you had to play in the Premier League to win it. Um, championship box before you came to Birmingham City. And if you've, not, if you've not played in the Championship before you came to Birmingham City, it would say a League One box. So anyway, Christoph signs. So he says to Christoph, Come and join me, Christoph. We're in the Premier League box. So, Christoph, with his flowing locks, puts his hand out and goes, Gaffer, you mean to tell me there's no World Cup winners box? <laughs> 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 what did he say to that? All the lads just had to give him a round of applause because we're not all won the World Cup. But it was, it was Christoph was brilliant.
0: Yeah. Yeah, some great time. Some yeah, great
1: time. Great times down the
4: blues. From you know, you signed in 1995. If I'm right, yeah, uh, that's right. And then,
1: when did you go, John? In about 2003, 2004. It broke my heart, if I'm honest. Yeah, um, because obviously I'd been there the best part of nine, eight, nine years. Yeah. Um, I was just about to go into testimonial conversations with the club, um, and we just stayed up that year. Yeah, and we're moving into now the second year of staying up. And Steve, and quite rightly, Steve said to me. Um, I've brought in Matty Upson as a left mm. side at the back. I've got Kenny Cunningham at the time, Olivier Tebley, Um So I've got cover in that area. Um, so, we, you know, the club wants to really speak to you about um, parting terms with you.
4: Mm.
1: And it was a really difficult conversation to have because you work that hard to get into the Premier League, particularly with a club that you're very fond of. And then when you get there and you cement your place, mm. then it's time to leave. You know what? Steve's been good as gold, though, because I think, well, I know that since then, I've had a conversation and players have with him, and he's always said there's one regret he's always had, and that was that he said that he split that team up, what got promoted, too soon.
4: Too soon, yeah. Yeah,
1: I've heard yeah. him say that. Because he wanted, to, he wanted to get the more, what he thought, players who could go that next level, but then you missed that work, honesty, effort that we had. Yeah, uh, and and so he always said that the one regret he had about his time is that he split up the team that got promoted too soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. We better get on to your team, mate. It's quarter past eight already. Come
4: on, you then. time fly when you're having fun. Come ain't? on, then. You got any more? Nick, you got any more questions? <laughs>
0: uh, well, yeah, we'll come back to one a little bit later.
4: Okay. Let's get sure.
0: this ticked. Okay, just, so just, just, just quick, 11. just
3: quick, just quickly, just quickly, Paul. Yeah. Uh, Brenda Brown says, "Can you please, please send a kiss to Michael Johnson for me?" Okay, there you go.
1: Brenda, absolutely. I know Brenda really well. Always see her on the in the in the cop there in the stadium. So really nice to see you and hope you're doing well, Brenda. God bless
0: you. Great, isn't she, Brenda?
4: <laughs> Cheers.
1: Come on then. So, Lovely. one to eleven from the players you played with for us over all that time. Right. Let me just say this first for any lads that are watching. I love you guys. You know that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, a,
1: disc- a disclaimer. JG, JG in the house, looking like a mouse. <laughs> you know, the JG. Love anyway, it. so here we go. Eyes down. Number one, Ian in Bennett. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Fullback. And by the way, I've gone 4-3-3, three, three, by the way. So okay. not 4-4-2, four, 4-3-3. Four, four, three, three. Anyone, so number- anyone make you think in goal other than Benno? Did anyone, anyone compete with him at all? Or was it, was it a Taylor, Mike Taylor did. I was thinking about Mike Taylor. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking, Benno, for me, stood out. Yeah. just No problem. Right back. Tebley. Yeah. Gilly was, was pushing it. Chunky with Nicky Eden. Gary Paul was pushing it. But Tebley. Yeah. Centre-halves, Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce, without a shadow of a doubt. Come from Man United. Could play. You know, he was, he was a good good centre-back.
4: Yeah, very good. And then Liam Daish next to him?
1: Daishy, I thought Gary Ablett, because Gary Ablett had a great left foot. God bless him. Yeah, very Obviously, good, yeah. More. Um, but I, I love Daishy. I love Daishy's aggressiveness. I love Daishy as a captain and as a man. So for me, Daishy had to go in there.
4: Yeah. John told us his team before the show, by the way, in case people are thinking I'm psychic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> left back? Left back. There's only no one. Brain. Yeah. Martin Granger. Yeah. Um, you know, brave, could head, could yeah. take free kicks, yeah. loved to tackle, yeah. um, and could pass with the ball as well. Really good fullback. Should have yeah. gone on to play high, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and then the three in the middle. Gotta have, and this is a, a real surprise one. Trevor Francis said, quote, this is his greatest signing at, at Birmingham City, Martin O'Connor. Yeah. It was Oh, what a player. Yeah. He's one of those players that is a player's dream because he did so much at the ugly side of the game. Yeah. A good player and a good captain.
4: Yeah, yeah. And without players like that in the team, the likes of, you know, Stan
1: and John McCarthy and Brian Hughes can't get forward as much, can they? No, you need players like that because everybody will look at, you know, the guys that paint pretty pictures and deliver the balls and go past two and three. But you need those players who fill in those players yeah. that make last-minute ditch blocks, those players that stop the transition of the team going towards your goal. So a yeah. O'Connor, the organizer, a real team player, good captain.
4: Yeah, we've never had anyone on here that played with him that hasn't put him in their team. He's, <laughs> honest, and that speaks volumes. <clears throat>
1: that will tell yeah. you about. It. And for Trevor Francis to say that, by the way.
4: Yeah. That, oh that yeah.
1: Was his greatest signing. It told you something.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And then the other two with
1: him, a bit further forward in the midfield bit further forward, Jonathan Hunt. Um, Bags of ability, Jonathan with underneath Barry Fry. And I tried to go across the three eras of Barry Fry, um, Stevie Bruce and Trevor Francis. I tried to go across the three eras. So Jonathan Hunt for me, had so much ability, left foot, right foot, and again, great passer with the ball.
4: Yeah. And then next to him?
1: Little different, Brian Hughes. I remember Wrexham played Birmingham. Before Juve signed and he gave us problems that day. Yeah, he and scored? When he he scored, scored, yeah. I remember yeah. the goal. I remember yeah. it very well. Then I do, and, yeah. And then he comes to Birmingham and, you know, you could see why we paid so much money for him. Great ability on the ball. He was more of a dribbler. Great finisher. And also really good in the air for somebody so small. Mm. Not so small. And he was about 5'10", five, 5'11". Five,
3: yeah. Mm.
1: And then your front three? <clears throat> Front three on my right hand side goes without saying. Poor John McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I had said John McCarthy, Deb would have been on the phone now. <laughs> um, but Deb was an amazing player, really, really good player. He was, yeah. uh, he was like a little irritant. He was, he was like one of those kind of things that you wind up and you just yeah. let him go. Yeah. Um, great to have in your team. Great honesty, good crosser of the ball, and could finish as well. Scored a good number of goals, and also managed to play for Scotland as well yeah. at the time. A good player, yeah, cracking player. And then wide left, yeah, one and only Stan Lazaridis. Yeah, he honestly he could cross from from anywhere on that left hand side. You, you just give him the ball, and you know, just get in the box. Yeah, he was he wasn't complicated. He didn't. He knew what he was good at. Give him the ball, and he used to say, "I'll get the ball in the box. You just make sure you're in there." So Stan Yeah, Lazarus. yeah. and then through the middle, through the middle, it was going to be Jeff Horsfield, but sorry, Jeff, I've got to go off. Um, basically, for what we've already mentioned with him, that the the man was a was a baller. He was a great player. Yeah, give the ball. There's not much he couldn't do. I always remember, you know, and when we played the game against. Um, Arsenal at home. Mm. And I remember walking down the tunnel, and obviously Arsenal, they had their own French contingency. Yeah, so there was Patrick Vieira was in there. There was obviously um, Thierry Henry was in there. Oh, what's the blonde? <clears throat> Emmanuel Petit was in there. Petit, there was, yeah. Uh, yeah, there was quite a few of them. And I always yeah. say there was saying to the English players, make sure you watch him. the likes of Ashley Cole. Um, there was and Will Todd was in there as well. There was yeah. saying. To Oh, and I forgot who it might have been. Um, Robert Pirrie.
4: Um, Robert Pirrie Pir- in
1: there. They was yeah. saying to the English players, "Make sure you, keep, you you watch it." Yeah. Yeah. So that's the eleven. those the, the There was people like Gilly. Gilly, because Gilly, ah, Gilly, Gilly was on the bench as well. Just is he still there? If he's there, that's why he's I'm putting still him on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was a tight one. It was a toss up, flick of a coin, Gilly. <laughs>
4: Someone's asking if, if if Jose Dominguez was there
1: when you was there, or did he move on before you signed? No, Jose moved on just before I came, so I yeah. didn't see. Him. But when I came to Birmingham, you had the likes of there was Ricky Otto, um, Louis Donowa were your wide players.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, that's uh, a great... uh, sister, my sister Pat has acknowledged the fact that you um, spoke to her earlier by sending you lots of red love so I don't know why. Uh, But she's also put a complaint in that uh, Brenda got a kiss and she didn't. (laughs) (laughs) But here we go. (laughs) Keep well. (laughs) Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, Okay, so the uh, FA today have announced that the Premier League will finish. The Premier League will finish. And relegation and promotion will go ahead as planned. The FA have had to stand, um, stand in and tell the Premier League um, that's what's going to happen. And so really? the season's going to finish, yeah. And it's an Ooh. unprecedented move, apparently. The FA still have got jurisdiction <laughs> over, over relegation and promotion.
2: Yeah.
0: And um, so it's going to happen. It's an
1: interesting one, that, isn't it? <laughs> and <laughs> I think I, I think first and foremost, I think all football lo- lovers, um, the first point of call has got to be the safety of everybody. Absolutely. As long as, and that has to be paramount, you know, the, um, finance, uh, everything else needs to be put, uh, put aside here. We need to make mm. sure the players and all that, all the stakeholders involved with the matchday activities are safe. Mm. But obviously, we all want to find some conclusion to the season. Yeah. Particularly me, was obviously a Liverpool fan, wants to see some, some kind of conclusion of the season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but you want it to be done in the right and proper way. The question is, is how are they going to make sure that the players are safe and everybody involved is safe? Because it'd be great, even if we're at home, if we have access to certain games. I'm sure you would love to watch Blues TV games, um, showcasing Blues games. But the the point is that the games have to be in a real governed and safe environment. Hmm. How they do that, I don't know.
0: Well, I think we've got a little while to go before any of that uh, comes to fruition. Yeah. uh anything happening certainly well we we work in the uh in the pub industry so we we certainly won't be going back till the 4th of july minimum uh yeah. but i've um you know speaking to others who work in the same industry as well think it'll probably be around september minimum really uh, yeah, yeah 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 and then there'll be measures brought into place where you know you can only allow so many people in and all that so there's a lot of things to muddle through at the minute. Um, but what we do have to be grateful for is all our all our key workers and care workers and health staff and we have to say oh are amazing and we go out there every Thursday and we uh, we make a little bit of noise. I know some people criticize it but I think that you know if i've just come up a horrible shift uh and i and i hear that in the street then you know what my, my shoulders just grow 4 inches wider. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. It's been amazing and they need applauding up and down the country. You know, yeah. they've kept the country going and they've kept you know, i've seen some it's no, not just it's, like
0: the spinman, the postman, you know, yeah. all well, of everybody. these people. Because, you know, without it, when we, we would literally have ground to a, a, a complete and utter standstill. Yeah. No, agreed. Great mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm. OK. Now, if we'd have had VAR back in the day when uh, the Worthington Cup final was on, we'd have certainly had a penalty. What's your views on VAR in the game now?
1: Absolute stone waller. I mean, I, I spoke with Stefan Anchaz. I was on a um, pro-license course. Didn't know him and obviously... Managed to you know, get to know him on the course, and I asked him the question: Stonewall penalty. Still can't believe it wasn't given. Um, so it's, it's it still burns you when you watch the game because we, you know, you could have been sitting, it, sitting here City being a League Cup winner, Birmingham City won the League Cup twice in a, in X amount of years. Mm. Um, so you know it does hurt. But
0: you to get on with it, have not you? But I'm, I'm, I'm specifically talking about VAR in the game now. What's your views on that?
1: Oh, even would have been a stonewall in VAR. They would have broken that down to pieces. I don't mm-hmm. even think you would have needed VAR, to be honest.
0: Yeah, no, I wasn't specifically talking about that one situation. I was thinking like the game as a whole now. Oh, course, you've done the game as a whole with VAR. I know it's worked um, out the first season.
1: Uh, I, think it's, I think it's good that we want to get to the right decision. Um, yeah. I, I still think there's a lots of work to be done with VAR. It's not right. It's not allowing the game to be free-flowing. It's, it's spoiling the... Um, the enjoyment of the fans, as a player as well, it's off-putting. Um, so it's still in its in its infancy. The, the the interesting thing is, why, if it's in its infancy, do you roll it out on the biggest stage of in world football?
0: That was going to be there my next be, question. Yeah, yeah.
1: There may be there may have been a better stage for you to get all these tees, teasing points out before you put it on the biggest stage in the
0: world. Would you yeah. have thought Championship or League One?
1: I'd have probably started it at League One and League Two. So therefore, yeah. once you move into the cha- um, Championship and Premier League, League One and League Two have already got the infrastructure and the finances because they've already had it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you're investing in League One and League Two, but then what you're really doing is really sampling it for to make sure that it's fit and ready to go for the Premier League. And that's no disrespect to League One and League Two. No, not at
0: all. I, I get that. But when it is a Premier League game, there's a bad VAR decision. It's worldwide. Yeah. And that's the
1: point. It's damaging yeah. the brand, it's damaging the game. It's also, you know, I've listened to some of the... I forgot, was it the Liverpool... Who was it? There was one player what came out, Wolverhampton Wanderers player midfielder Cody, and absolutely ripped it to bits. That's not good for the brand at all. Mm.
0: Mm. No. Any more questions from uh, listeners, Paul?
1: Uh, can I just
3: give this there's a couple of quick ones here. Um I've been t- I've had I've been told this one twice. Uh remind John about something he was going to do with the hat.
1: Yes. Bing bing. So what I wanna do because um my big mate um Dev has got his daughter's um been really poorly over the last yeah. um for years. She's she's suffered with Addison's disease, which is a real bad yeah. disease. Um that any time she could get an attack. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's, really, it's really worrying because as a parent, you don't want to be far from your daughter in case something was to happen. Mm. So it's constantly on his mind, and I know the, his wife, Sally, as well. And for a family, it's heartbreaking. Um, so I was thinking, what could I do to try and help? And one thing I have got is something that, as you said, is, it's folklore history, it's, it's there. And I want to try and get the hat to Birmingham for some kind of auction so that whoever bids the highest as the hat, I'll sign it. It'll be authentic. Um, but all proceeds that are raised will go to poor Devlin and his daughter for Addison's disease. Oh, the bids Too are bad. coming in a bit. <laughs>
3: they'll, be, they'll be starting to bid on that now, Jono. Uh, Jono, that's
1: awesome, mate. That is. I want it. Mm. I want it. So I'm not sure how to... Get something, what about, a, speak what about and a huge or... raffle,
0: Jono? Sorry, what about a huge
1: raffle? Mm. I'm not sure how to do it, and I you know it, it's it's I'm just putting it out there, that's what I want to do. Mm. But I know right. we've got a
0: stalwart to... on charities, Auntie Linda. Auntie Linda, get something sorted, talk to Jono, She'll right? Sort we'll get it. you in touch with each other. And um, she 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 appeared on here about three or four weeks ago, uh, 50, 50, oh, I think she was about 86 or something, She's like She's 87, that. nothing. 87.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, and uh, uh, let a nine year old grandson shave his head for our, our PTSD charity we've got running. Wonderful. That's, uh, Paul Stern, got, got Paul
4: Stern Sorry, Nick. Paul Stern said he'll start the bidding at £100. Oh, there
3: you
1: go. <laughs> we're, we're off and running. We've got 100 quid for the hat.
3: Yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, it's coming at 120 Oh, my life. We go. I'm going
0: 150 there we go. That's what I like to go see. Go on, let's get
1: Let's get this money raised for Dev's daughter. Let's Come on, then, get, Linda. Go. You'll have to
3: sort this one out. <laughs> um, Craig says, can we give a shout-out for the NHS game as Jono is playing, apparently?
1: Big shout-out to the NHS. I'll be turning up. Um, I'm not sure the date, but I've been asked to turn up for one of the games, obviously, to raise the awareness of what they're doing, to hopefully bring some funds in. So, yes. Mm. You know, obviously massive projects for the NHS in a most difficult times. Oh, definitely, definitely.
0: Incredible, incredible. Well, there you go. There's an hour gone, believe it or not. That that's crazy, that's crazy. No. And uh, just want to reiterate the, uh, the thoughts and prayers for Tony Steele, aka Spoof, who's in hospital very poorly. And if you've got anybody else that, uh, that needs a mention on the Tilton Talk, Talk Show for others to think about them, then please, please get in touch with us during the course of the week. And we're only too glad to do so. Mrs. Brown. Uh, what can I say? Where's that hour gone? We didn't, we didn't even do a last 10 minutes, did we? Yeah. <laughs> no, nice. it away, didn't it? Flew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, thanks for Chris Brown for hosting this mm-hmm. in the studio down there in uh, Saley Hall.
3: Saley Hall, the, the posh part.
0: part. The posh part of the world. Oh, oh. Gets out the back to have a wee in the sink.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Paul Hipkiss, once again for your time and energy, your memory. Ah. I've got to ask Jono this, though.
4: On, who was man. the best, John?
0: Who was the best
1: and worst dresser in all your time at Blues? Oh God! Uh, the best, the, the worst, the worst dresser. Sorry, yeah, the worst dresser would have been Beno. <laughs> he, he, he couldn't put anything together. The best dresser would have been Paul Furlong. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Paul Furlong had a bit. Okay. L- that London swipe. C- can yeah, I, Benno, can, Benno, can
3: Benno. I just say, John, that you were nominated for worst dresser on by quite a few of the um, guests. <laughs>
1: know what it is? Sometimes when you put yourself out there, you're there to be shot at. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'm going to say.
2: <laughs>
0: there we go. Michael Johnson, legend I, of the club. My iconic hat is going to go up and up and up. It oh. really is. It really is, I promise you. Because there's a lot of, uh, they go, They go crazy for this kind of stuff. I mean, for me, I'd just like to see it. <laughs> this is going to be an for me, you know what I mean? I touch it. I touch <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Excuse me. I'll yes, but what were you going to say it. before I... Uh, no, I was just going to say thank you and good night to everyone. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, to Michael Johnson. Thanks for Chris Brown. Thanks for Paul Hipkiss and for myself and for all you people out there. Please, please, please stay safe. It's a big message. We want to get football back as soon as we possibly can. We want to get the crowds back. We want to turn up and, you know, do what we do on a, on a Saturday afternoon or a Tuesday night or whatever. So uh, keep heeding the advice, people. Michael Johnson, you're an absolute blessing. You're a, a, a legend in the club with the fans. Everybody still loves you. And thanks ever so much for blowing my sister a kiss. She'll never watch again, I promise you.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Good night, everybody. Go
0: uh, cool, ahead, yeah, course you can, Chris. Sorry. Goodnight. Oh, goodnight. Good night. Is... Oh, good night. Yeah. Good night. Monday night, 7.30 <laughs> we'll through to 8.30. And, uh, you know, this is one, one of the ones we won't forget in a very, very, very long time. Michael Johnson, an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much indeed. Good night. God bless. Thank Keep it. right on to the end of the road. Stay safe. See you, Mike.
1: Let's come
3: on, see, see you later. this you later, We are the lads from the Chelsea. We'll support you till the end of the day. We're so happy following the blues.
2: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hi i'm
3: daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter